0: Hey guys, I want to quickly thank our sponsor, which is DB Journey. Planning a trip can be easy, but bringing the right type of bag with you isn't. That's why I usually consider gear made by DB Journey. For the past decade, DB has been making custom backpacks and bags to help people on the move and get ready for anything. From the streets to even the peaks, DB's gears are refined as the best bags in the market, especially with their patented hookup system, which can help attach small products to your backpack and even tote bags. Click the link down below to get 10% off your next purchase by using the code POT10. DB. It's time to move on, and time to get going. What's good, everyone? And yeah, surprise, surprise, I'm talking about Pokemon. Now, when you think about characters from the games, who usually comes to mind? Breeders, super nerds, rich kids who have early access to four stores? (laughs) Huh. I was thinking more of the Gym Leaders. As we know, Gym Leaders are some of the most important trainers in any Pokemon game, as they test your skills on your way to becoming champion. I've been playing Pokemon for years, and yet I still enjoy facing Gym Leaders to an extent, but after going through each game recently, I began thinking to myself, which region had the best Gym Leaders, hence why this episode exists. I'll be going over the Gym Leaders from each respective region, and rank them from my least favorite to favorites. If you guys recall back in Season 1, this format is just like my Pokemon Star ranking episodes, where I don't exactly hate any of the gym leaders, but there are certain things that get on my nerves. I'll be judging these leaders based on their teams, the difficulty, and how they contribute to the stories of each generation. I'll also mention who's my favorite and least favorite leader of each region. I know in the end the gym leaders are just another trainer you have to beat in order to progress through the story, but you'd be surprised, some of these gym leaders actually matter to the overall plot. Once more, everything I say is just my opinion, so if you think my list is bullshit like Winnie's Miltank, that's totally fine. More on that later. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and these are the Pokemon Gym Leaders ranked from my least favorite to favorite. Before I get to the Gym Leaders, there's one thing I have to address first. Generation 7, aka Alola, is currently the only region to not have any Gym Leaders. Instead, we have Trial Captains and Island Kahunas. As I mentioned before, the Island Challenge bored the fuck out of me, and it's one of the reasons why I dislike playing Gen 7 a lot. But I know some people are going to be pissed off at me for not including them, so I'm going to throw you Gen 7 lovers a Q-Bone. Wait. Q-Bone Bone? Marowak Bone? Lolan, Marowak Bone? I don't know, this is what happens when you try making Pokemon puns. <laughs> anyway, you don't actually fight the captains, instead you fight a totem Pokemon based on what types each captain specializes in. Totems are basically giant Pokemon on steroids. <laughs> the Island Kahuna sort of act like Gym Leaders, but not really. Though if I had to pick favorites, who would they be? Well, for captains, I'd say Acerola, the ghost type user. The trial where you have to take pictures of ghost types was actually kind of fun. The way she spins around every now and then is honestly adorable, and she's the only captain to be part of Alola's first ever Elite Four, so I give her mad respect for that. I'll talk about the Elite Four in a future episode maybe. My least favorite would have to be Mina, the fairy type user. I'm sorry, but she's one of the most boring characters I've seen in any Pokemon game. All she did was paint, say some random shit, and out of nowhere she wants to battle you. As a trainer, I can respect her for that, but as a trial captain, she definitely felt underwhelming. Hell, she doesn't even give you a trial in the original Sun and Moon games. So what was the point of making her a captain? Thankfully, Ultra Sun and Moon fixed that. As for the island kahunas, my favorite has to be Hapu, the ground-type user. I thought the way she became a kahuna was interesting. She was a trainer you constantly ran into on the different islands, then eventually she becomes the last kahuna you face, and go figure, you're also her first challenger, which I thought blended nicely. And she definitely proved to be a great challenge before reaching the Pokemon League. My least favorite kahuna has to be Nanu, the dark-type user. Before Pierce in Gen 8, this was the closest thing we had to a Dark-type gym leader, yet he's very underwhelming. Much like Mina, he was beyond boring and barely did anything, except for finding Team Skull's hideouts. But when you do have your grand trial against him, it happens right the fuck out of nowhere. He's like, Before you go, there's something I need to tell you. I'm Ula Ula Island's Kahuna, so let's battle right now. Talk about lazy riding. And his battle isn't worth mentioning either. Not even Ultra Sun Moon was able to fix him, sadly. Okay, now that I mentioned both the Trial Captains and Isle of Kahunas, we can finally move on to the Gym Leaders. Get ready, Gen 2 lovers, because my least favorite Gym Leaders are the Johto ones. Before I explain why I don't like these Leaders, I'll mention their positives first. I like how the Gym Leaders each specialize in a type that didn't have a Gym Leader in Gen 1, like Bug, Normal, or Ghost. Since Johto games serve as sequels to the Kanzo games, it makes sense. But that's also their biggest flaw. If you guys listened to the episode where I ranked the Pokemon games, one of the many complaints I have towards Gen 2 is how it relied too much on Kanto, and that took a heavy toll on the teams each character use. Especially the gym leaders. Seriously, half of the gym leaders in Johto don't even use Johto Pokemon to begin with, so what's the point? But if I had to pick a favorite, my favorite would have to be Jasmine, the Steel-type leader. First off, she used to be a Rock-type specialist before switching to Steel-types, which I find interesting. At least she was willing to make a change. As far as I know, she's the only gym leader to not have a gym puzzle or trainers you have to beat before facing her so I give her credit for being straightforward. I also enjoyed her cameo in the Gen 4 games, even though it was very weird and out of place. I guess it was a good way to foreshadow the Gen 2 remakes. Now for my least favorites. Honestly, it's a tie between Whitney, the normal type leader, and Claire, the dragon type leader, because they both have identical problems. Whitney is one of the most hated gym leaders in any Pokemon game because of her ace, Miltank. This thing may look like an adorable cow on the outside, but inside, it's pure evil, Whitney's Miltank tank has tormented players for years from the way she constantly rolls over you, infatuates, flinch, or paralyzes you, and of course, drinking her own milk to stay alive. Even if you somehow manage to beat Whitney, she won't give you a badge until she's done crying her fucking eyes out. Come on Whitney, you're a gym leader, have some dignity! As for Claire, she actually poses a real challenge once you face her, but that's also a problem. Claire is so prideful in being the toughest gym leader in Johto that she won't give you a badge when you finally beat her. No, you have to waste time going to the Dragon's Den, answer some questions, and then she gives you your badge. Bitch, I beat you fair and square, now give me my fucking badge. You could argue that these moments help give them more personality, but this is going overboard if you ask me. If these problems didn't occur, and if all the Johto Gym Leaders actually used Johto Pokemon, then maybe I appreciate them a lot more. Sorry, Gensu lovers. In second to last place, we have the Kalos Gym Leaders. Most fans hate these Gym Leaders with a passion, which I think is unfair because I don't think they're that bad. Their designs are some of the best I've seen so far, and I enjoyed nearly every gym puzzle they had, such as Grant, the rock type leader having a giant rock climbing wall, or Ramos, the grass type leader making his gym look like a giant tree with vines you can swing on, definitely make great use of the 3DS's capabilities. However, X and Y were also infamous for being some of the most easiest Pokemon games ever made. Personally, I still love X and Y, but I can't deny how lackluster these games felt in terms of difficulty, especially the gym leaders. These leaders didn't offer any sort of challenge when you face them, which is the main reason why they're ranked this low. Still, I don't think they're terrible. My favorite Kalos Gym leader, and I'm sure all of you can agree with me, is Karina, the fighting type leader. Simply because she not only appeared more times throughout the games, but she taught us about Mega Evolution, which is a key factor for the Gen 6 games. And come on, she gives you a Mega Lucario when you beat her for the third and final time. That alone makes her one of my favorites by default. My least favorite, Sally, is Ramos, It's no secret that Grass-types aren't exactly the strongest type, but my god was Ramos pathetic. He has to be one of, if not the easiest Gym Leader in any Pokemon game. No joke, I think I one-shot his entire team during my first playthrough of X, which only solidifies my point. Then again, you can argue that with any of the Gym Leaders in this game depending on who you have. I just feel like Ramos is the easiest one of them all. If these Gym Leaders offered more of a challenge, then maybe they won't receive so much hate. Finishing up the bottom three, we have the Sinnoh Gym Leaders. It wouldn't be an Eric Pokemon episode if I didn't shit on Gen 2 or Gen 4 now, would it? (laughs) In all seriousness, I thought the Sinnoh leaders were... decent for the most part. Not saying they're bad, just very basic in my opinion. I mean, they did provide a decent challenge, but I don't recall these Gym Leaders being anything too special. Although, I think Sinnoh was the first region to have two of the eight Gym Leaders be related to each other. Of course, I'm referring to Rorik, the Rock-type leader, being the son of Byron, the Steel-type leader. So that's very interesting. My favorite leader though, has to be the final one, Faulkner, the electric type leader. Not only is the Sunny Shore gym one of my favorite gyms, but I really did enjoy the mini-conflict Faulkner faced. A gym leader that lost his passion for battling, until you, being the player, rekindles his spirits. It's something so small, yet so invigorating. And the fact that he's best friends with one of Sinnoh's Elite Four, that being Flynn, makes him more interesting. Again, possible Elite Four episode in the future. The only complaint I have towards him is the fact that he used an ambipom and Octillery during his gym battle against him in Diamond and Pearl. I'm sorry, but I can't get over that. Bro, those two aren't electric types. Thank god Platinum fixed his team. My least favorite is probably Candice, the Ice-type leader. I don't know, she seemed very boring to me. And her gym puzzle? Sucks. I had a lot of trouble getting rid of those giant snowballs as a kid. And even today, it still irritates me. Also, why does she have a metacham even though she's an Ice-type user? Again, thank you Platinum for fixing your team as well. Who knows, maybe when the Gen 4 remakes come out, my opinions on these Gym Leaders will change. But I wouldn't count on it. Right in the middle of the list, we have the Kanto Gym Leaders. Everyone loves these characters because they're so iconic. I mean, they were the first ever group of Gym Leaders players face, so of course nostalgia is gonna give them extra points. Even though I don't have the same nostalgic love as Gen 1 lovers, I can't deny how impactful these Gym Leaders are to the Pokemon games. Ironically, nostalgia is also the biggest downfall to me, because I feel like Game Freak oversaturates the Kanto gym leaders too much. We start off facing them in Red, Blue, and Yellow, then in Stadium 1, Gold, Silver, and Crystal during the post-game, Stadium 2, the Gen 1 remakes, the Gen 2 remakes, they return for the World Tournament in Black 2 and White 2, Blue returns in Sun and Moon and their Ultra counterparts, and of course, the Let's Go games. I get it, Kanto is iconic, but at this point, I'm getting fucking sick of facing these guys in almost every generation. My favorite Kanto leader is definitely Giovanni, the ground-type leader. He was first introduced as the boss for Team Rocket, who we constantly clash against throughout the Kanto games, then to find out he's the last Gym Leader we need to beat before reaching the Pokemon League? That was definitely something for its time, and he provided a great final challenge. After you beat Giovanni, he decides to end Team Rocket and turn over a new Leaf. Yeah, that was bullshit. Thanks to the Celebi event in the Gen 2 remakes, we learned that Giovanni still wants to make Team Rocket a reality, but under his vision. Of course, this was foreshadowing Rainbow Rocket and Ultra Sun and Moon. My least favorite has to go to Erica. She keeps boring the hell out of me and her battle isn't anything to write home about. I know, grass types kinda suck, but still. I will say, it was interesting to see Janie take Koga's place as a new poison type leader during the Johto games, along with Blue becoming a new Viridian gym leader during Giovanni's absence. I think he's also the first gym leader to specialize in various types instead of just one. The Kanto gym leaders may feel oversaturated, but without them, we wouldn't have a starting foundation for gym leaders in future games. Starting off the top three, we have the Hoenn Gym Leaders. Okay, the reason why I put these leaders so high may or may not because of my Gen 3 bias. But I can't help myself. These were the first Gym Leaders I personally faced off against, and I love them so much. In my opinion, this is where we start to see more life with these Gym Leaders. Starting with Roxanne, the Rock-type leader. Besides being a Gym Leader, she's also a dedicated Archaeologist. Watson, the Electric-type leader, takes the liberty of amplifying Mothville City any way he can. And so far... Hoenn is the only region to give us twin gym leaders, those being Tane Liza, the psychic leaders. Not to mention Wallace, the water type leader helping you out during the fight between Groudon and Kyogre. Honestly, he might be my second favorite leader in this region. Next to Norman, the normal type leader. Norman is not only a gym leader, but he's also the player's father in the Hoenn games. Actually, he's the only father to be shown in any of these games. Not only does that make him more well known, but it gives your journey more of a purpose. Do you have what it takes to be a good trainer like your dad, or even surpass him, which makes your gym battle against him a lot more personal. He's definitely the toughest gym leader in the holding games because of how versatile the normal type can be. That, and he uses two fucking slackings in Ruby and Sapphire. Even though Emerald only gave him one, he's still challenging. If I had to pick my least favorite leader from this region, I'd go with probably the fighting type leader. I was never a big fan of his gym puzzle that looks like an Iris Inn stuck in pause mode, and his battle felt too easy unlike the others. Though many fans like to shit on Wad from Emerald, mostly because he feels like a carbon copy of Wallace which I think is unfair because I think Wan is very underrated plus I think his war type team is more diverse by having each member except for Lovtix have a dual typing I know Wallace has a Celio and Wishcash too but still no matter how many times I play through Gen 3 I always look forward to facing the holing leaders once again okay so we have two regions left Unova and Gower. and I had a very tough time debating on who should go in second place but after replaying their respective games and careful thinking at second place we have Drumroll please. The Unova leaders. BOO! Eric, you suck! I know. All you Gen 5 lovers have every right to be upset. But hear me out. Remember when I said in Gen 3, we start to see more life with the gym leaders? Well, Gen 5 takes that idea but amplifies it. For a while, Unova was often regarded as the best gym leaders because of how well they partake in the overall story. They're not just staying in their gyms waiting to give you a badge. No, they actually help you out in many dilemmas during Black and white story. We have Lenora, the Normal-type leader, help get rid of Team Plasma at Nacrene Green museum. Elisa, the Electric-type leader, confronting Bianca's father about letting her continue her journey instead of bringing her home. And Drayden, the Dragon-type leader, who leads the Gym Leader ambush against the Seven Sages. One of the best moments in any Pokemon game. And just like Hoenn, Unova brought some interesting changes to the Gym Leader lineup, by making the first Gym Leader you face all depend on which starter you chose. If you chose Grass, then you fight Chili, the Fire-type leader. If you chose Fire, then you fight Crest, the Wire-type leader or if you chose Water, you fight Silent, the Grass-type leader, something I still admire to this day. Even the last Gym Leader you face is entirely based on which version you're playing. In Black, you fight Drayden, but in White, you fight Iris. Drayden is definitely my favorite Unova leader because of his wisdom and providing a great final challenge before the Pokemon League. And unlike a certain Dragon-type leader, he accepts his defeat and gives you your badge right away. I could say the same thing about Iris, but she too uses Dragon-types and has the exact same team as Drayden. So what's the point? Ironically, Chili, Crest, and Silent are tied for being my least favorite leaders, for not being too involved with the main story. Really, you beat one of them, and he don't appear again throughout the story, not even during the battle against the Seven Sages with the other leaders. Apparently, they wanted to help, but they couldn't get there in time, for whatever reason. I don't know, that always annoyed me. In Black 2 and White 2, there's three new gym leaders for us to face, with my favorite being Sharon, your rival from the original Black and White, and he's now the new normal-type leader. You'd think being the first Gym leader you face means he's a walk in the Poke Park, right? Pun intended. Instead, he's one of the toughest Gym leaders you face, which I appreciate a lot. And he helps you out many times throughout the story. I mean, Charon already faced Team Plasma before, so why wouldn't he? My least favorite has to be Marlin, the second Wire-type leader. Not only is he way too easy to be the final Gym leader you face, but he acts way too casual about Team Plasma. He's like, Whoa dudes, I don't know what's the deal with Team Plasma, but who am I to say if these guys are good or bad? Bro, they fucking froze Ubulu City, and you don't think they're bad? I know, he does help you out by getting aboard their ship, but still. You know, I never noticed the small similarities between Gen 3 and 4 before recording this. <laughs> and with no other region left, at first place, we have the most recent gym leaders in any Pokemon game. The Galar gym leaders. This is probably going to piss off a lot of people, but I don't care. I have my reasons. The one thing I'll always praise Sword and Shield for is bringing back the gym challenge, but in a big way. Again, pun intended. The Gym Challenge never felt more prominent than any other Pokemon game I played. Because you, many trainers, and even the Gym Leaders are fighting for the same goal. Defeat Leon and claim the title as champion. Galar is also the only region so far to have at least one Gym Leader specialized in every Pokemon type. Even though we don't see every Galar Gym Leader. It's heavily implied that they exist because every year, the Gym Leaders you face are different. In terms of the Gym Leaders you face, I love each of them. They have great designs, personalities, and help out during story events. Again, like in Gens 3 and 5. And just like Gen 5, there's version-exclusive gym leaders, but they don't specialize in the same type or have the exact same teams, thankfully. In Sword, two of the gym leaders you face are B, the Fighting-type leader, and Gordy, the Rock-type leader. But in Shield, those two are replaced with Alistair, the Ghost-type leader, and Melanie, the Ice-type leader, who's actually Gordy's mother, funny enough. But my favorite gym leader, hands down, is Piers the first ever Dark-type leader, and the leader of Team Yo. You'd think he'd be evil like Giovanni. No, Piers only formed Team Yo to help boost his sister Marnie's confidence, and he helps you out more times than any of the gym leaders during the story, especially helping you and Hop storm Marco Cosmos. Piers is also the only gym leader from Galar to not use Dynamax or Gigantamax during his gym battle, or any of his battles for that matter, because he likes to battle for real and not rely on cheap gimmicks, which made me respect him a lot more. A close second will be Raihan, the Dragon-type leader, not only does he once again make your last gym battle intense, but he's also Leon's rival, and he wants to defeat him just as badly as you do, if not more. The only downside about him would be his team, because he uses both the Gigalith and Sanaconda during his gym battle. Excuse me sir, those aren't Dragon types. Then again, Ryan likes to utilize weather as part of his battling style, like Drought, Sandstorm, etc., so I guess it does make sense in a way. Also, quick honorable mentions go to Opu and Kabu, the Fairy and Fire type leaders respectively, Opal for acting so wise and eccentric despite her elderly appearance, and Kabu for his spurring desire for battles. Again, pun intended. As for my least favorite leader, I could always go with Milo, the Grass-type leader, because of how easy his gym battle is, but Gordy's overconfident behavior does annoy me a bit, and his gym battle was painfully easy as well. Gordy, what would your mother think? <laughs> Say what you want about Sword and Shield being a disappointment, but I think those games have given us the best gym leaders so far, and I hope Gen 9 gives us leaders that are just as good, if not better. And that's all the Gym leaders ranked from my least favorite ones to my favorites. Very controversial list, I know. It's kind of been my thing these past three seasons. <laughs> anyway, it was great talking about the Gym leaders, and now I feel inspired to making more episodes like this. Like I said, possible Elite Four episode in the future. And why stop there? Maybe I'll cover champions, rivals, bonus teams. The possibilities are endless. But what do you guys think? How would you rank the Gym leaders from each region? And do you think it was wrong for me to put Gaur above Unova? Join our Discord server and tell us. A link will be provided along one to our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves. <laughs>